Welcome to Hidden Risk, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, the only platform capable of uncovering risk from three dimensions. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. I'm your host, Charlie Osborne. Joining me today is Bob Malley, Chief Security Officer at Black Kite. Bob, welcome and thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So in this episode, we're going to focus on the topic of cyber resilience, and we'll give our listeners a couple of tips on ways they can ensure their organizations maintain an effective security posture. To begin, Bob, how do you view cyber resilience? That's an interesting question. There's a lot of definitions for that. And I know the common definition is how you're able to recover from an incident, say a ransomware attack. But I kind of view it a little differently. I think resilience is more about how your organization, the capabilities that you have to resist those types of attacks. It's kind of like a tree in a storm. It's resilient and the wind's blowing hard. It sways with the wind, but after the storm's over, the tree's still standing. So those are the things I like to focus on preventing the incident from happening so you don't have to recover. And what makes a company resilient when it comes to security? Well, there's a lot of things. So again, it's a view that a lot of folks have in cybersecurity, especially they look at, well, vulnerabilities. We're doing a proper vulnerability management. We're patching. We have all these processes and things in place. And while they're important, but if they're the sole focus of what a cyber organization is doing, sometimes they actually miss what their real mission should be. And what I mean by that is doing cybersecurity is not about being cyber secure. It's about enabling your business to be able to do business in a secure fashion. So when folks start to understand that in their program, working with the business and understanding what the bottom line is, that's the first thing that can help open the eyes because then you start looking at, okay, well, what's important to the business and what do we have to do in order to enable that? And that's where cybersecurity starts to get applied. It's understanding the risk, those functions that your business performs, what risk does that bring into your organization and balance with what's the gain that those functions also bring to your organization. And on that note, I'd like to know how third-party risk plays into resilience and why do you think it's important for companies to understand cyber ecosystem risk? Well, you have to look at some of the research that's been done, especially by Cybercrime Magazine, the past, the breaches, the cost to companies, it's coming through third parties. Many breaches today start out at a third party. And the reason why that happens is from a bad actor's point of view, it is scalability. If I can breach one company and through that one company get into 50 or 100 others, makes my life easier, makes me able to make more money. And in reality, third parties tend to be the last thing that we think about because, well, we really don't have a lot of control over what happens in those third parties. We have our contracts with them and we have our assessment processes, but it is extremely important to understand those third parties, that entire ecosystem, that where bad things can happen in that ecosystem that are going to affect your company in a significant way. So when it comes to third parties, why is it difficult to achieve any level of cyber resilience? Well, I like to look at how we are currently doing best practices for third-party assessments. And I think that's one of the number one things is that folks don't really understand how they can do that, how they can really get to where the most critical third parties are. And the assessment process is time-consuming. A lot of them are based on questionnaires, on collecting artifacts. It's based on what I call a qualitative view. 
that you really don't understand where that true financial impact is. So it's difficult. So what people wind up doing is they follow a process that's in place. They follow, and I'm going to do this in air quotes, best practices that we've been using now for years and years and years without making any change in the actual impact. So you follow these best practices because, well, if you do and something bad happens, well, okay, well, I did what we were supposed to do. Something bad happening was out of our control. So it's really sometimes difficult to view things in a new and more advanced fashion. You know, with the advent of cyber risk quantification, with AI, there are a lot of things that can be brought to bear that can change that. So you can look at that whole ecosystem and more easily understand where the biggest risk lies and then focus your efforts there. Right now, what we do is all of our tier one vendors, they're all in the same bucket. We do the same process with all those tier one vendors, which is extremely time consuming. So what we do is we're out here just doing checklist compliance where the bad actors, they're being very agile. They are doing things a lot better than what we do. We're still doing compliance. They're out finding new ways to attack us. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Black Kite knows how complex it can be managing your cyber ecosystem risk. You're forced to either use a manual process or rely on old school ratings or scorecards. Neither option gives you a full picture of risk and both force you to make decisions with blind sides. And this uncertainty causes increased stress. Black Kite illuminates risk in your cyber ecosystem. Our deep insights help you ease the tension caused by the unknown in your cyber ecosystem. We do this by giving you more than a risk score. We've created an automated system that provides real-time and accurate risk intelligence. Our data is accurate, reliable, detailed, and operationalized, so you can make informed risk decisions across your ever-changing cyber ecosystem. To learn more, visit blackkite.com. And now back to the podcast. And in your experience, what areas are often ignored when companies are reevaluating their security posture? Well, again, it goes back to that whole concept of best practices. So in the security world, we are trained on looking at frameworks, whether it's NIST, whatever particular framework our organization has really dedicated our time, money, effort, and investments on. And those frameworks are great. They're good guidelines. <laughs> but what we tend to not focus on is the bad actors. And what I mean by that is there's a concept that I talk about. It's a strategy. It's a military strategy called the OODLE, Observe, Orient, Decide, and Act. We all use it in our day-to-day -day lives. We're making observations of everything around us. We're understanding those observations. We're orienting. And that helps us make decisions to take actions. But in an adversarial type environment, which this is, the bad guys are our adversaries. The whole strategic understanding of an OODA loop is that you have to process your OODA loop faster than your enemy. And when you do that, what happens is that adversary is now observing and orienting to old information that causes confusion. And essentially, that's what the bad actors are doing to us. They are in this OODA loop process. They don't have boards. They don't have compliance checklists. They are all focused on one thing. How quickly can they find something that they can exploit and take advantage of that? So while they're doing that, we're still going back through that process of the checklist or the frameworks and the old style compliance. And I think 
That's the biggest challenge I see for us as an industry, as a business world, to be able to close that agility gap and get on equal standing with the bad guys. And on that note, Bob, can you give our listeners some advice about the first steps a company should take to improve their cyber resilience? Yeah, first step is understand where the crown jewels are. (laughs) That's always the key component. Know what's important to your company. It's not necessarily just data. Obviously, we need to know where our data lives, who's processing it, the value of that data, who's touching it. And sometimes it's beyond your third party. Your third party may have a subprocessor that's touching your data that you're not really aware of. So understanding that entire world of your data. And the other thing is materiality, that you're using vendors. Perhaps they're not processing information for you, but they're providing some type of a service that is critical to the operation of your organization. And if something happens, let's say they become victim to a ransomware attack, and it takes that service offline. It's not your data, but it's the service that they're providing to you. Now, if that service goes offline for you, how resilient are you? Can you operate without that service? Do you have a backup plan? Do you even know that that's critical to your operation? So that's probably the number one thing. Know where all those crown jewels are. Services, data, things that are material to your company. Thank you for joining us today, Bob, and sharing your expertise. My pleasure. Hidden Risk is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite. An award-winning intelligence platform, Black Kite is disrupting traditional third-party risk management practices worldwide by providing cybersecurity experts with full visibility they've never experienced before. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. For more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com. 